Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for September the 13th. In the year of our Lord, 2021, this is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the tradition of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law, the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. And we're convinced that checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers. What are the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips? As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Hope you had an absolutely delightful weekend full of God, family, and country pursuits. I certainly did, and pray you did as well. A quick recap. Then our guest on Saturday, Richard Mack, the good sheriff, was with me, Sheriff Richard Mack. We talked about 9-11 truth, because it was 9-11 last Saturday, right? We don't trust the government, do you? 20 years later, we still think they're full of baloney on the narrative they've given us. We don't know what happened. We're not full of conspiracy theories. We just don't trust government. There's too much that doesn't add up. Too many professionals that say, you know what, that isn't what happened. It isn't right. It isn't true. We talked about a lot of those anomalies that make you go, I don't trust the government. Do you? We also talked about is Joe Biden persecuting the unvaccinated? Has Biden finally overplayed his hand with vaccine mandates? The CDC has acknowledged that the vaccines do not prevent the spread of the Delta variant, which comprises, they say, nearly 100% of the cases in the United States today. But you know what? They can't even tell us what variant. It's a long story, but legally they cannot even tell us what variant of the COVID we have. Did you know that? Because they don't have the testing that can make that happen. It's too expensive to produce, and testing has to be approved by your federal government before it can be released to patients and doctors. So legally, they can't even tell you what variant you have. But yet they want to run around the country and say almost 100% of the cases are the Delta variant. How do they know that? They can't test. They can't know. They can't tell you. How do they know? See, everything they do with this COVID turns out to be just a confusing government in the middle of everything lie, ladies and gentlemen. Just like the 9-11 cover-up. Biden says unvaccinated have to get shots to protect those already vaccinated. Wait a minute, not if your vaccine is effective. Why do we got to get vaccinated to protect the already vaccinated? Why, if, it's, if it's effective, why would we need to do that? See, did the president just claim that COVID-19 vaccines don't work? He did say we're going to protect vaccinated workers from the, or I'm sorry, we're going to protect, yeah, vaccinated workers from the unvaccinated workers. How do you do that? I thought the vaccine did that. Isn't that what vaccines do? Protect you from serious illness? Biden, quote, our patience is wearing thin. Was that a senior moment for the president? When he seemed angry, hate-filled. Anthony Fauci said Thursday night on CNN that he flat out did not have a firm answer as to why those who have been previously infected with COVID-19, why they would need a vaccine. They've got natural immunities. Why would they need the vaccines? He says, I don't have a good answer for that. The reason you don't, sir, is because you're not willing to admit the truth. All right, because you're not willing to admit that natural immunity is better than vaccine immunity and people that already have the COVID don't need vaccines. The other part you're not willing to admit is if 70% of the nation is vaccinated, 
60%, whatever, two-thirds. Right? What about all the people that have natural immunity like me? Don't we already have 80-plus percent, quote, herd immunity at this point or not? Well, Sam, you're due to the COVID, but not to the Delta variant. Okay. Well, then it's going to be like the flu. It's going to always have variants that we're not ready for. We'll never be fully, never be fully vaccinated. Never have herd immunity like you're claiming then, will we? Admit it, doctor. You're lying to the people. You're forcing vaccines. You're making pharma get rich. Any solutions that are natural health and healing that we want, you deny us. Shame on all of you. The White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki refused to explain why American workers are forced to be vaccinated, but illegal aliens coming across the border? Migrants don't have to be vaccinated. She won't answer why that is. Biden welcomed a legal challenge from several of the governors. He said, have at it. Go ahead, fight me on it. Sheriff Mack, believe it or not, provides solutions from his Supreme Court win, the greatest Tenth Amendment decision ever rendered in American history. Governors, you don't need to sue. You need to do. What you need to do is nullify now the Richard Mack Supreme Court case win sets case precedent for this already. All right. Almost three out of four Americans would quit their job if they're required to get a COVID-19 vaccine. That's according to an ABC News and the Washington Post. Only 18% would take the jab to keep their job. I got a question of these 75% who say this really have the guts to do it. If so, then Joe Biden's forced mandated vaccines are dead on arrival because everybody's going to quit. Biden to maskless travelers. Be prepared to pay the TSA double fines for those who refuse to don face coverings. With a minimum penalty of $500. It's going to be expensive if you fight the mask requirements now, says Joe. Ben Shapiro announced on Friday that he and his company is prepared for a legal battle to fight the vaccine mandates. I appreciate that. I think private companies should sue, but I think suing is a fool's game. All you're going to get is some nuanced political walking down the middle lane of constitutional confusion from the Supreme Court. Yeah, the government has the authority to mandate vaccines, but it's only congress that can uh, create the penalties for it so yes you can mandate it but you can't enforce it and it, it'll be some weird nuance something from the courts by the way youtube has moved over a million videos on its platform they say containing alleged misinformation related to covid19 so while the government's lied and had to backtrack and manipulate and quote change 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 claiming they're following the science they get it wrong, and then it's just like, oh, golly, we're, we're following the science. Things have changed. You and I say something they believe is wrong, and they say you're involved in fake news. Take them down. Shut them down. They're full of inf- disinformation. What a disgrace these people are as they declare war on we the people. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services established an office now. I don't know if you know this, but to make climate change a health issue. Look out when they start using health and vaccines and Romney Obamacare and mix all that together with climate change. They're going to change your world, ladies and gentlemen. The Great Reset is upon us. Stanford bans indoor parties for its 95% vaccinated student body. See, ladies and gentlemen, you got 95% vaccinated. You've got a lot of people that have already experienced uh, the COVID too. So you got way above 95% and they're still shutting down parties, saying nobody can meet together. They'll never be satisfied, folks. It's a control 
freak issue. These people are psychotic. College textbook now blames COVID deaths on Americans who oppose lockdowns. You oppose a lockdown, you're responsible for all the death. You won't get vaccinated, you're responsible for the COVID uh, disaster continuing, says Joe. See, the persecution of the non-vax, the non-masks are beginning. By the way, a school district begins vaccine mandate for eligible students. That's a disaster waiting for a lawsuit. DeSantis scores legal win. That's Ron DeSantis of Florida. Scores legal win in fight to ban school mask mandates. Court sides with DeSantis. News outlet forced to retract story saying that ivermectin causes male infertility. Third time the media has failed to accurately cover the ivermectin reality. Babies now breastfeeding from COVID-vaxxed mothers are now becoming ill and dying. Health impact news with that piece. Vaccine passports are already here. Yeah, they got a worldwide protest scheduled for September 18th. That's this Saturday. WorldwideDemonstration.com. People's rights, Sam and Bundy's group, and a whole bunch of people are involved in that, and good for them. All I'm telling you is we better start to stand up, ladies and gentlemen, or we are in serious, serious trouble. Wow, that's a recap of Saturday's news, and there was certainly a lot of it. Monday kicks off no different. Hey, Lowell Nelson, you ready for radio, sir? I sure am, my man. Thank you. You're very welcome. Hope you had a delightful weekend full of God, family, and country, sir. Absolutely. That's it. That we're here for a lot of family this weekend. It was wonderful. I love it. All right, first we want to talk about Ron Paul always calling a spade a spade, sir. <laughs> well, he does that very, very well. It basically a very brief announcement, uh, but uh, he is rallying the troops, all the Campaign for Liberty troops, basically, anybody who signed up at Campaign for Liberty, interested in promoting and preserving and reclaiming our liberty, he said this. He said, President Biden's executive order forcing companies with 100 or more employees to require COVID vaccination or weekly testing has no basis in science, the Constitution, or the principles of a free society. It also sets a dangerous precedent that can and will be used to justify future federal mandates on businesses and their employees. My Campaign for Liberty group will mobilize pro-liberty Americans to resist these mandates and other abuses of power in regard to COVID by authoritarian politicians and bureaucrats to expand their power and shrink our liberties. End of quote. Um, So basically, the Campaign for Liberty is um, in engaging in this battle, and I just wanted to include this one topic, as I know a number of our listeners are members of the Campaign for Liberty, because it's important for us to know that this is our fight, folks. This is uh, uh, maybe one of the most important fights we've been in, because if we don't stop it here, then then we will lose it everywhere. Sam? There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The battle's on. A lot of people believe going to the courts is our only option. We disagree. We think we ought to nullify now. That's what the Sheriff Mack decision at the Supreme Court when he beat Bill Clinton highlights. We don't need government's permission to do anything. Why do we got to sue? Just nullify. Just refuse to do it, ladies and gentlemen. It's called dual sovereignty. The states have authority. Did you know that? Liberty Roundtable live in seconds. Regrets? Oh, we're all going to have them. Doesn't matter who you are or what you do. 
at some point you're going to wish you'd done something differently. You know, the woulda, coulda, shouldas. But let me tell you a couple of things you'll never regret. You'll never regret spending extra time talking to your teenager. Trust me. You'll never regret answering your three-year-old's question about where the water in the bathtub comes from. And I've never seen anyone wish they hadn't sat in the kitchen laughing with their children and telling them goofy stories about when they were kids. Yeah, sure, we're all going to have regrets, but talking too much with our kids won't be one of them. No matter what you talk about, love is what they'll hear. A thought from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Visit us at mormon.org. Can a nation conceived in liberty carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens? Can a country founded on God-given rights continue to thrive without understanding that life is a precious gift from our Creator. As a physician, I have looked into the eyes of one-pound babies. I have cradled their small bodies in the palm of one hand. I defy those who are careless, who would disregard life and look at these tiny little miracles and say, we're not going to protect that. But I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Lowell Nelson, campaignforliberty.org, ronpaulinstitute.org, and Sam Bushman on your radio. So Ron Paul doing a masterful job saying that, hey, Joe Biden's executive order forcing companies with over 100 employees to require COVID vaccines. This has no basis in science, no basis in the Constitution, meaning the rule of law or the principles of a free society. It sets a precedent that'll be dangerous in the future for businesses and employees. Boy, howdy, is that reality check. I also want to mention something else really quick about Ron Paul before we move on. Ron Paul said right at the time when everybody was trying to go to war with Iraq and Iran and Afghanistan and everywhere under the sun um, over the 9-11 issue, Ron Paul made statements Hey, you know what? The Saudis are heavily involved and responsible. Let's connect the dots with the Saudi. Nothing was done. Ron was right. Now, Joe Biden, believe it or not, releases classified information. And here's what we get. Ready? FBI files released show Saudi connection to the 9-11 fiasco. So Ron Paul knew all along, told us. We doubled down, did our research to prove Ron Paul right. We knew that it was true. We've been reporting on it for literally 20 years, and now your FBI finally admits they knew too. Any comment on that really quick, Lowell? Wow, that's awesome. Uh, wasn't aware of that. But, uh, yeah, you know, and it, we, uh, Ron Paul is, is right about so many things. He's about right about the war. He was right about the, the dot-com bubble. He's right about the, um, the printing of fiat currency. And so it's just, 
it's just amazing, you know, how how right he has been, how prophetic, I guess, he has been. And how does he know? Well, he knew because he does his homework. You know, he understands the, you know, the, the he understands what uh, motivates men, you know, the greed and, and lust for power, basically. And he understands that, uh, well, he connects the dots. And he does that so masterfully well. Something well, he understands dull. the principles of freedom, and he also understands when you violate those principles of freedom, what happens, right? That's right. He does a great job with that, and that's something that Scott Bradley and Joel Skousen and others have been encouraging us to do for years, is to learn to connect the dots. And the better we are able to do that, then the better and more clearly we'll be able to see the deceit at the uh, top levels of government, even in our own country, Sam. Now, ladies and gentlemen, here's how it is. You've got to understand the principles of liberty first. Then you've got to learn to connect the dots. Because otherwise uh-huh. you connect the dots, but then you don't know where to go. You don't know what to do. You don't know what action to take. You don't know uh, how to read the tea leaves, so to speak. That means learning to start to connect the dots. But again, you can follow their patterns over and over and over and over. Look, Joe Biden is following a communist manifesto agenda uh, when he forces vaccines, Okay. Uh, you can see it when the socialism of Solinsky and some of these other people, you see their patterns, you see their agenda. They do the same things over and over and over. They don't jettison the playbook. They stick with it. It's very easy to read the supreme law of the land on one side, the laws of God, the Bible, okay, and understand God's plan of liberty and agency. And then you got to understand Satan's plan, the communist socialist plan of tyranny and force and no choice. Uh, and then you got to learn that the the liberals, the enemies, the folks that are for communism and no choice, they're very good at wordsmithing. So a lot of their words sound great, but these are the guys that are pro-choice when it comes to murdering babies. But if you want a choice not to take vaccines, oh, no, you don't have a choice. See, they said, my choice, my body, or my body, my choice, when it came to murdering their body, their baby. Now when I say, well, wait a minute, my body, my choice for vaccines, they're like, oh, no, you're going to kill everybody else if you don't take the vaccine, you enemy. And see, that use their tyrannical, hate-filled plan against us all. Anyway, enough of that, but I wanted to really highlight that because Ron Paul right once again, as he almost always is. Well, you had an incredible Saturday, Lowell. Well, just two days ago, in fact, uh, yourhealthfreedom.org, right here in Utah, uh, led by Kristen Chevrier, hosted their sixth annual Symposium on Health and Health Freedom. It was uh, up there in Layton, Utah, at a beautiful facility. I attended along with four or five hundred of my best friends. <laughs> um, actually, I didn't know most of the people there, which is very encouraging because that just tells me that more people are getting involved in this fight than ever before. But I was there from eight in the morning till seven at night. It's absolutely worthwhile and wonderful. The information was amazing. So what was there? Who was there? Well, there were doctors from all around the United States. And, uh, as, uh, and, and experts, basically experts in, in, in COVID, in COVID vaccines, in vaccinations in general. Um, anybody with uh, great expertise with health or with health freedom uh, came and spoke at this uh, symposium. And uh, so it, it was, um, uh, and so I, I you know, I, 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 we won't have time today, Sam, to talk about all those speakers. So I've just chosen four of the speakers, <laughs> I tried to keep it to three, but I couldn't, uh, four speakers who had messages or, or information that I just think, you know, knocked our socks off. And, uh, now, you before know, we get into the four, before we get into the four speakers, I just want to say Kristen Chevrier puts this together. This is the sixth 
annual event. And, man, Utah's getting on the map for incredible uh, events like this. Yourhealthfreedom.org. What do they have this thing, yearly? Yeah, annually, usually in September. Uh, You know, uh, Andy Wakefield uh, has been our headline speaker for several years running prior to now. He, unfortunately, due to a, a, a film production commitment, was unable to attend this year. But we had Peter, Dr. Peter McCullough, who headlined our event this year. And, and there's nobody who has published more papers, peer-reviewed papers and literature on COVID and a COVID vaccine than Dr. Peter McCullough. He's a cardiologist in, in Texas, a professor of medicine and so forth. Very, very technically able and, and a marvelous man, wonderful, kind gentleman as well. So, yeah, so we've had this uh, number of years, and uh, the plan is to continue to have it. And so, um, and I believe that I know that we filmed it so that uh, we can make it available at yourhealthfreedom.org in the days to come. Hopefully, it'll be, you know, just a few days uh, while the video is edited and, and prepared for, for publication. So, Again, that website is yourhealthfreedom.org, Sam. All right, there you have it. Now, these four speakers are incredible. And I want to start out with Dr. Peter McCullough because um, COVID, facts, numbers, interventions, and policies. I I focus on him because you mentioned him as kind of the headliner. Um, Mm -hmm. But I also want to kind of mention this guy breaks it down like nobody's business. (laughs) <laughs> he sure does. Um, you know, he is so well acquainted <clears throat> with the messenger RNA vaccine, how it works. He had graphs um, showing how it works, uh, even broke it down between like the, the Johnson Johnson vaccine versus the Pfizer vaccine versus the Moderna vaccine and how each one works and, and the mechanisms basically within the vaccine that attempt to, you know, spur a specific reaction in the body. <laughs> it, was, it was just utterly incredible. Sometimes he uses big words, uh, you know, and I had to had to look up some of these words to understand what he was talking about. But, boy, he has credentials um, that were, are just incredible. Um, you know, and the other thing, Sam, he's really not against vaccines. Um, he basically has gotten all of them. You know, he, he's never gotten the COVID vaccine, but, you know, Prior to 2019, you know, where the CDC has all these these uh, vaccines and stuff that they recommend, well, it, it's not that he's against them. He, he, he said, I've gotten all of them, <laughs> which was a surprise to me. But he says the COVID vaccine in particular has no safety data monitoring board. Um, and, and, and so he called it a vehicle without brakes. He called it, you know, this like a train without brakes going down the tracks it's just gathering speed but it has no brakes he talked about the importance of of monitoring the safety of our products we do it with our homes right we have inspectors come to our home make sure that the builders built our homes that 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 are safe using safe materials safe electrical systems and and appliances are checked out this way too you can't even buy an appliance that hasn't gone to underwriters laboratories and been checked out for safety uh, the same for vehicles, motor vehicles. They're checked and inspected for safety. Well, what about the vaccine? Uh, no, no, has not been, been inspected for safety. Not the COVID vaccine. And he and he went into great detail on what was, uh, what, you know, 
the normal safety procedures associated and, and bodies of, of, of uh, monitoring boards associated with COVID with uh, vaccines prior to COVID, and then the lack of those safety monitoring boards and mechanisms with the COVID vaccines, whether it was Pfizer, and Moderna, this is why, or Johnson. This is why, um, Lowell Nelson, why I dispute anybody who runs around and tells me they're safe and effective. You cannot mm-hmm. dismiss all the normal checks and balances in the process that, that denote safety and effectiveness. You cannot disable all those mechanisms, ram it through under emergency, whatever, and then claim it's safe and effective on the back end of an experiment without time behind it. You can't honestly do that in the scientific world. Quick pause. Hey. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Tropical storm Nicholas strengthened as it neared the Gulf Coast Monday, threatening to bring up to 10 inches of rain to Texas, Mexico, and Louisiana. Keep in mind the storm could intensify into a hurricane before landfall if it spends more time over water, and it is a slow mover. Louisiana Governor John Bell Edwards, the Democrat, tweeted late Sunday that he had declared a state of emergency in response to forecasts. The storm is currently centered in the western Gulf of Mexico. North Korea carried out successful tests of a long-range cruise missile over the weekend. Their state media said on Monday the missiles flew about 1,500 clicks, that's about 930 miles, before hitting their targets and falling into their waters during the tests on Saturday and Sunday. North Korea's cruise missiles usually generate less interest than ballistic missiles because they're not explicitly banned under U.N. security sanctions. This is USA Radio News. Nielsen says more than 30 million Americans are now tuning in to Newsmax TV. It's one of the biggest media stories. Newsmax is available on all major cable systems. And if you cut the cord and don't get cable, you can still get Newsmax. Find it on your smart TVs like Samsung, LG, and more. Just go to your smart TV channel guide or download the free Newsmax app. Newsmax also streams free on Roku, Zumo, Pluto, Amazon Fire, or TiVo. And 7 million people have the Newsmax app on on their smartphone. It takes seconds to download it on your phone, and there's no paywall or subscription. So watch Newsmax for breaking news anytime, anywhere. President Trump says Newsmax is really good, and Forbes calls Newsmax a news powerhouse. Find out why tens of millions of Americans are watching Newsmax TV and going to Newsmax.com for breaking news. It's a source you can trust. Newsmax is real news for real people. Let's get a COVID vaccine update with Dan Rocky. The Centers for Disease Control say about 62% of Americans aged 12 and up are fully vaccinated, leaving nearly 74 million eligible Americans remaining unvaccinated. Former CDC Director Dr. Tom Frieden tells Fox News that while he understands that some people have concerns about the shots, the data shows that they're safe. The COVID vaccination, it's not something that came on overnight. This is 10, 20 years of research that went into a really super technology. It's very effective. I've gotten one. Everyone in my family has gotten fully vaccinated. This is a great uh, discovery. No corners were cut. We've had hundreds of millions of people vaccinated and serious uh, side effects are extraordinarily rare. There is no evidence of any long-term negative consequences. But I understand that people have concerns, they have questions, they're tired of COVID. And yes, many people who get COVID aren't seriously ill, but far too many have died. USA Radio News. 
with news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, back with you live. And this is why you just look at the bottom of the hour news report, Lowell Nelson, to make the point. They claim this technology has been being used for 20 years. Look, COVID just came out a year and a half ago, supposedly. Oh, well, don't worry, Sam. The RNA technology, this gene therapy we've been manipulating vaccines into, we've been testing that for a long time before Corona. Corona is just the latest adaptation, if you will. And my response is, yeah, and every one of your tests before that has been done on animals and everything else, and it's failed. You've had all kinds of problems with this technology over the last 20 years, too. So let's not act like it's been safe and effective for 20 years. And then let's not act like ivermectin's horsey poop and there's no track record of any kind or that it's not fit for use in humans and everything else. Everything they say uh, is a manipulated lie. And I don't want to spend forever on this, but I do want to highlight, though, the point that Dr. McCullough is making is that, look, it's not safe and effective. Uh, it's not possible when you literally jettison all the normal checks and balances and precautions and safety mechanisms that are in place. In addition to skipping all that for the, quote, emergency use, you know what? You don't have any safety mechanisms in this. You don't have any brakes on the vehicle, as he compares it. That's really critical to understand, and that's why I take on anybody who claims these vaccines are safe and effective. You don't know what it will do to the body down the road. You've done this to 200-plus million Americans and literally billions of people around the world, and you have no idea what the long-term effects will be. It is impossible to know. And to claim that you do know is an absolute speculative lie, Lowell. Absolutely right. He listed the clinical concerns on one of his slides, um, and they are many. He had a number, probably a dozen clinical concerns, such as the spike protein causes cell tissue and organ endothelial damage and these proteins circulate for weeks and months in the blood in fact they don't really know how long they may, they continue to circulate in the blood and other bodily fluids uh, there have been no genotoxicity studies that that's a study that's uh, about damage to the dna you know that no no one has studied the, the damage being done to the dna by this messenger rna that which is uh, it's an artificial construction of messenger RNA that is, you know, nobody knows how, what it's doing to our DNA. Uh, there were no teratogenicity studies. Uh, I, I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce that, teratogenicity. Uh, that's defect in developing fetuses. Uh, no studies have been done on that. Um, and, and next uh, clinical uh, concern he had was that there was no restriction of properly excluded groups from the random controlled trials. Um, such as pregnant women, women of childbearing potential, COVID survivors, uh, previously immune people. In other words, they uh, they they used groups of perfectly healthy um, Americans to run their trials on. They did not include people with uh, comorbidities. No people with uh, that, that were pregnant. No people were um, uh, of childbearing potential. They didn't have. They didn't try it on people who had already. Um, uh, gotten COVID, um, and nor did they try it on people who have uh, the natural immunity to COVID. So, so all of these groups of people that should have been tested, in other words, they they, only, they took they they cherry picked the people on whom they tested the the very first uh, COVID vaccines. They cherry picked them be, uh, be, uh, so they could spin the data as being safe and effective, like they were ninety percent or whatever that 
Right. There's one other thing that you need to know about this, Lowell, that you may or may not know. I don't know if you're aware Mm -hmm. of this, but they don't know what threshold of antibodies you need in your body to be uh, protected. Mm -hmm. Let me say that one more time. They don't know the number or the threshold or whatever you want to say of antibodies that need to be in your body to make sure you're protected. They don't know what that number is. You know that, right? Um, yes, it, that uh, was a point that another doctor made because he said just the mere presence presence of an antibody in your body is no guarantee that you will be protected against the the COVID illness. Yes, and th- but they don't know what the number is, and so let me just explain right. this like this: If you give somebody okay. a vaccine and it increases the antibodies, let's just say that it does. That might be a debatable concept as well, but let's just say that it does. But if you're increasing the antibodies, but you have no idea what level you need to get to, how do you know that it's effective? You don't. Okay. It's kind of like saying, look, my plants in my house are going to live if my temperature in my house is above a certain number. But I don't know what that number is. So I'm Uh just going to turn up the temperature and tell you that it works. Uh That's a lie. Because if you don't know what the threshold is, there's no way you can know if you've crossed that threshold. And if you don't know if you've crossed the threshold, how do you know that it's effective? You don't. So that's what I'm saying. Scientifically, they're lying to you. Anyway, incredible Dr. McCullough speech at the um, 6th Annual Health Freedom Symposium. Yourhealthfreedom.org for more information and to watch the uh, presentations later online. I guess Dr. Jim Megan also spoke, right? Yeah, he did. Now, um, he's a firebrand. <laughs> uh, he talked about the the weaponized pseudoscience, uh, the deception in public health. And, what the, you know, the thing he brought to the table was the fact that these peer-reviewed studies that uh, a lot of big science and big pharma cite as proof that the vaccines are safe and effective, um, they are uh, spun. They are conjured. <laughs> and, and, he, he, and, 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 and plus, there's a lot of, of good research that is never published because it's coming out of, of uh, universities that are funded by Big Pharma. Uh, he was personally involved in, in that. He was working as a medical editor at a major university, peer-reviewing various studies. Well, and now he, uh, he submitted for publication a study that he had peer-reviewed that showed toxic material in vaccines. This is some years ago, right? We're not talking COVID yet. But toxic material in the vaccines was settling in the adrenals, the brain, and the ovaries. And, and it was all uh, peer-reviewed, and, and everything was, was ship-shape on it. But his boss rejected it. He said, we can't publish this. Well, he came to his boss and he said, what, what, did, what did I miss here? Why, why can't we publish this? You know, why is it rejected? And his boss looked at him and said, you know, you just don't understand how these things work. He says, if we, he says, Merck is a major donor to this university where you and I are both employed. And if the university were to publish this study, Merck would, would, would um, refuse to, to um, you know, donate any more to the university. You'd lose your job. I would lose my job. And we would be out in the cold. And so that's why we are not publishing this particular study. Now, that woke Jim up. He says, I couldn't believe it. He says, this, I was flabbergasted. Um, and, and so and that, that, that began his journey from, 
you know, the mainstream big medicine physician to this alternative physician where he stands today because he says nowadays you can even pick your peer reviewers, basically your buddies. You know, you, I'll scratch your back if you scratch mine. It's sort of a wink and a nod. And uh, so all of the, the people, you know, that, that want a particular narrative told uh, by these studies, they get together and they just peer review each other's studies. It, it could be totally fabrication. And it could be peer-reviewed and published, Sam. That's how corrupt this big medicine is in, in all of these studies that get published. You know, and so to me, that was, that was so very alarming. Let me give you an that, example. Let me give you an example yeah. uh, based on what Jim was saying, how they manipulate these studies and peer-review them. What they do is they measure things and report on things that don't matter. So let's use the example mm-hmm. about heat in the house that I gave. Mm-hmm. We don't know what temperature we have to have for the plants to live. But we know that if we do this, it increases the temperature. And so we say it's effective. Well, we don't know if it's effective because we don't know if we've risen the temperature in the house warm enough to make sure the plants live. Okay, so we don't really know because we don't have a yardstick. But then what I do is I run around and I say, listen, everybody that we talk to after we've increased the temperature in this house says that it's warmer. Everybody Uh says it's warmer to a man. So, you know what? We're sure that we've warmed the house. That's true. Everybody agrees. You can study it. You can measure it. It's warmer. But you haven't answered the primary core question, is the temperature high enough for plants to live? Okay, that's the same discussion we're having here. Hey, everybody feels better. People have less um, you know, problems when they take the vaccine, supposedly, da 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 But they're measuring the wrong thing because they don't know how much antibodies you have to have to be protected. Therefore, there's no way they can know if they've achieved that number. But what they're doing is they're running around with all kinds of other things. Well, less people go to the hospital. Well, this, well, that. All those things, though, are not measurements of what they're claiming, which is it's effective. So that's kind of an example of how the manipulation occurs, Lowell. We focus Mm -hmm. on the wrong output or the wrong outcome. We study it. We measure it. We scientifically it's true, but it isn't the core point at all. And that's how they're doing this. And that's basically what Jim's primary point was, in addition to tying it to Big Pharma and the manipulation that goes on about what can be peer-reviewed and what can't and who gets to do what in the industry. All right, we've got a whole lot more with Lowell Nelson when we come back. Two more speakers to cover. And that's just scratching the surface of the surface of this incredible health symposium. Sixth Annual Health Freedom Symposium. Yourhealthfreedom.org with Lowell Nelson on your radio. Is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. 
As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org. So hopefully my example helps make the point, Lowell. It did, Sam. I think it's a great example. And uh, I just want to mention this one more fact that before going on to the next speaker. Uh, Jim made a point of this. Uh, he is one of, of, of thousands of doctors who are treating COVID successfully. Um, he has treated 2,700 patients there in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Not one death, Sam. Not a single death in his clinic. His patients are telling him, however, that their doctors are saying that there is no treatment for COVID-19. In fact, they want to give the patients a vaccine even after they've had COVID-19. It makes no sense at all. And so, well, what, and what this is why with- this is why I say the government now, in bed with the media, has literally declared war on the American people. When there's a life and death sickness out there and they're forcing big pharma vaccinations that don't have a track record of safety or effectiveness, um, you know, you've got a serious problem. And then when they know there's treatments on the market available to help people to save lives and they literally do everything within their power to make the average medical professional as well as citizen believe there are no other solutions at all, those solutions don't exist. At some point, it's criminal and it's war. And I know that's a bold statement to make, and I don't like to make that kind of a statement because I'm the guy that tries to create civility. I'm the guy that tries to ratchet down the rhetoric, not crank it up. But the problem is you're left with no other alternative to believe when they know full well that they could save lives everywhere. But not only are they jettisoning that truth, but they're mocking doctors who claim that these truths exist. They're literally deceiving the citizenry on this false science narrative to the point where it's it. It's criminal. It's not just an opinion now. Okay, it's weaponized pseudoscience. As this good doctor, Jim Megan says, okay, it is weaponized pseudoscience. It's deception in public health. This is serious business, folks. It's not a joke. And I submit that it's akin to declaring war on the citizenry. What are you going to do? Blame it on the communists and say, golly, they did it to us but yet they're our most favored nation trading partner, but yet we're not going to dig into it. Then we find out Fauci was in bed with them with gain-of-function research, and now it turns out gain-of-function distribution, and then it turns out, oh, well, the communists did it. Well, it was a wet lab. Um, no, I'm sorry. It was a, it was a, a uh, meat market, and, and then we find out a year and a half later it wasn't. They lied. They knew it wasn't. Uh, Fauci knew that it wasn't, but, hey, him and his buddies covered it up, and he's still fine, and then they lie about masks, and now they're lying about vaccines. And then people literally, even CNN asks Fauci, what about those who are already 
who already had COVID, who have natural immunity, how do you explain that they need the vaccine? He goes, I don't know. Because this is the top doctor here. And then they run around and tell all these thousands of frontline doctors, uh, including this doctor here, Jim Megan, Dr. Peter McCullough. They say, oh, you're not really helping people. You're not really saving lives. You don't even know what you're talking about. In fact, you're discredited. See, this is war, Lowell. I hate to be yeah, so blunt, really but I can't see it as any different. <laughs> you're, you're right, Sam. And I just uh, mentioned this fact because if you're out there and if you're dealing with COVID or you have a loved one dealing with COVID and, you, and you're, you're thinking about uh, going to a hospital for it, you know, stop right there and, and, and please consider um, these alternative clinics, uh, telemedicine and, and so forth, uh, Jim's. Jim's practice is, is telemedicine, and, and uh, there are uh, – the treatment plan for COVID, that was laid out in spades, the various treatments, you know, megadosing, vitamin C, vitamin D, and zinc, and various other, uh, you know, like things like ivermectin and hydro, hydroxychloroquine. It, there's no single silver bullet for this, it turns out, and the very best uh, – Chlorine dioxide to, or CDS, I think it's called? Uh-huh. Uh, is 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 really a whole range of uh, of um, of treatment like this, and so it's not just a single thing. That the mainstream media would have you believe that that um, you know the Moderna uh, is is the only way to go. The only thing that you can can do is this thirty two hundred dollars you know shot of, of whatever you know Pfizer or Moderna is putting out, and that's simply not true. It's a lie. There are much better, cheaper, less expensive, more effective ways of treating. And Jim's uh, practice is a testament. Not a single death among the 2,700 patients who came to him because their doctors had no answer for COVID. Here's what, so I, find interesting. Here's what I find interesting yeah. about the government's narrative. They want you to have antibodies to the COVID, but they want you to have antibodies from every source but your own natural source. Why? It's fine if you get antibodies from somebody else's blood. It's fine if you get antibodies from the vaccine. It's fine if you, but if I want to get my own natural antibodies, no, no. What are you thinking? <laughs> but that's the most safe and effective way. Even vaccine experts have said that for decades. And now they're waffling on that. Paul Thomas, Dr. Paul Thomas chimes in as a speaker as well. Lol. Uh, his presentation was awesome because, he compared, he actually had, gave us the results of a study between uh, vaccinated children and unvaccinated children. I mean, people have complained for years, well, why don't we have a study that compares, you know, the health outcomes from vaccination and the health outcomes from unvaccinated children? Well, he's a pediatrician in the Portland area uh, in Oregon, and he has been keeping meticulous records of the 10,000 children that he has seen over the 10-year uh, period. Um, and and what he showed us was just mind-blowing results of his compar comparative study. And and so, uh, but, but you need to know that, um, again, he, he's pointing out on his, on his website here, uh, doctorsandscience.com, he says this, if you have 100 studies that show no link between autism and vaccines, does that prove that there is no link? Well, he says, not if the study design is wrong. He says, what if there were 100 articles that showed no link between tobacco and lung cancer? Question mark. And he says, there were. 
Well, paid for by the tobacco companies. Imagine that, folks. Well, you and I both know that that's true. The tobacco companies funded all this research and showing that there was no causal relationship between the use of tobacco and lung cancer, right? The cigarettes and lung cancer. But, but we know that there is. The use of tobacco does cause lung cancer. And so then we get to his next observation here. He says, the challenge with much of the research being published to disprove the link between vaccines and autism um, is that they're setting up their studies to look at outcomes that won't matter. Exactly what Sam was just saying. By design, the studies will not show anything and are relatively meaningless, <laughs> right? So anyway, so he then jumped into his graph and he displayed well over a dozen graphs that compared childhood elements among children who are vaccinated against those who are not vaccinated. And in every case, Sam, every single case, the cumulative number of office visits for each element was higher for vaccinated children than for unvaccinated children. And we're not talking just marginally higher. We're talking much, much higher. For example, for asthma, 350 office visits by vaccinated children compared with only 50 office visits by unvaccinated children. Okay, this was the 10,000 children he had over a 10-year period. He actually counted the number of times that a vaccinated child would come to his office for a visit versus an unvaccinated child coming to his office for a visit. For allergic rhinitis, 400 by vaccinated compared with 50 uh, visits by unvaccinated children. Sinusitis, 100 to 20. Ear pain, 250 to 50. That's a five times increase among those who are vaccinated over those who are not. Pink eye, 1,000 versus 400. Eczema, 500 versus 100. Dermatitis, hives, anemia, gastroenteritis, and so forth. Similar numbers. And then finally, this one just knocked my socks off, Sam. ADHD, right? Attention and deficit disorder, ADHD, 150 by, un, uh, by the vaccinated group and zero by the unvaccinated group. He never saw a single unvaccinated child suffering from ADHD in his practice over 10 years. Now. And the reason there's no studies by Big Pharma or by any colleges uh, is obvious based on Jim's testimony that, you know what, they're not going to go against, they're not going to bite the hand that feeds them. They're not going to do it. And that really kind of tells the tale on the reality that we face, ladies and gentlemen. They say that vaccines are safe and effective, but why do we have a vaccine injury compensation fund? that is basically paid out when vaccines go wrong to the tune of four plus billion dollars and growing by the day and doesn't even include COVID. Why do we have the VARS index that shows 15,000 plus people already dead and over 500,000 adverse reactions uh, to the COVID vaccines already? And they say that's just a drop in the bucket based on the way the VARS uh, database works itself reporting, not even physician required reporting of any kind. So they're manipulating the data big time, and that's why I'm convinced you cannot debate that vaccines are safe and effective. Uh, honestly, you either don't know the reality of it or you're lying. I don't know which, but I'll debate anybody on this. How are you going to tell me that vaccines are effective when you don't know how much antibodies my body needs to be protected? You can't say it's effective. You can't know whether I'm protected or not you don't know if there's enough antibodies in my system no matter what you do because you don't even have a measuring stick folks see it's very simple when you put it that way dr larry Pileski is the fourth doctor to speak at the symposium lol 
Yep, and he's a, he, at least the fourth one that I'm reporting on this morning. <laughs> you know, and the great thing about you, know, just picking out a single point that he made during his presentation because it 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 it, it um, corroborates what I've been saying about the body. You have a body whose immune system was designed by God Himself, and that immune system is designed to help your body protect itself from pathogens, from foreign elements, right? And, and all systems of the body are designed to help the body heal. And, and, and so this idea that symptoms are bad, that's a myth. That's, produce, that, that's, cre- that's conjured up by big medicine. And, and in order to sell their, like, if you have a cough, they'll sell you a cough suppressant. If you have a rash, they'll sell you a steroid cream to get rid of the rash. If you're vomiting, if you have diarrhea, if you have this or if you have that, they have a, an answer you know, to, to suppress the symptom. Well, the, you don't want to suppress the symptom. He says, look at the human body, how divinely organized it was. We exhale to get rid of the waste, for example. That's why we exhale. We perspire. We defecate. We urinate. The body all the time is separating. Uh, it, it, it's putting, it, 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 it's getting rid of the 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 poisons, the toxins that are in it, and it's intaking material and separating it between pure and impure. And then the body gets rid of the material it does not want or need or is already used. And, and so if we suppress the symptoms, then we are working in, in, in contrary to the design of the body. The human body is designed to get rid of, of uh, toxic material. And so we cough what the exhalation cannot do. That's why we cough. We blow our nose if the nor- if we can't get rid of the toxin in- through the normal eliminated channels. Acute illness, Sam, is really just an augmentation of the normal eliminated processes of the body. We must encourage sickness in ourselves in order to really, truly get well. Sam? And the more we suppress that natural capability, the worse the problem gets. Let's be clear. Now, I get once in a while when bodies have got a sciatic storm, uh, or when they're, you know, there's unique times where there does need to be some help. But we ought to be very careful that we're not disrupting the process and making it much worse. Incredible Health Symposium. Thank you, Lowell, for being there and for reporting on this. Uh, valuable stuff. Utah's becoming a mecca for truth. That's the good news. Uh, CampaignForLiberty.org. Thanks, Lowell. You're welcome, Sam. For Lowell Nelson and Sam Bushman, God save the Republic of the United States of America. Live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, live on your radio, hard-hitting talk radio at your fingertips. This is the broadcast for September the thirteenth in the year of our Lord two thousand and twenty-one. This is our two and two, and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property. And to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the tradition of our founding fathers. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a road to hoe. I'll tell you that right now, man. It's looking brutal. But we trust in God Almighty. So no matter how brutal it looks, we've got some hope and some faith and some good things to look to. That's the good news. Welcome to the broadcast. Dr. Scott Bradley's with me to preserve the nation, his collegiate series. 
book and DVD set and more. Along with his lifelong goals to preserve the nation, his website's freedomsrisingsun.com, weekly webinars and more there. Doctor, hope you had a God family country filled weekend, sir. Well, you know, the the weekends are never long enough, but, um, you know, we're, we're back in the saddle. And of course, you never get out of it in the cause of liberty. You're always working on it. We did a lot of things over the weekend for that. But, uh, you know, you, you get back in your work-a-day week, and it seems like it's uh, deja vu all over again, you know, sometimes. <laughs> Amen. And the work-a-day week is more God, family, and country, and life, liberty, and property, and all that. I get it. So there's not a lot of difference between the weekends except for a little bit more spare time. And the question for most of us Americans is, hey, what do you do with that time? Are you using that time to build the sacred cause of liberty? Are you using that time to get closer to your God, closer to your family? Are you using that time to make sure that the next generation has freedom? Those are the questions to contemplate for everyone, ladies and gentlemen. Weekly webinars available, freedomsrisingsun.com. Dr. Bradley answers your questions, Q&A on the Constitution, and a whole lot more. So check that out. As you know, Joe Biden went ballistic. I mean, he literally turned into a dictator thug um, on Thursday. He said, hey, we're going to vaccinate everybody, even in the private sector, people who have over 100 employees. Uh, then the Republicans said, we're all going to sue. He mocked and said, bring it, do it, have at it, good luck. Uh, the battle rages on. Who knows what the courts will do? Time will tell. Uh, you know, in the old days, you would think the courts would side on the right of this. But nowadays, I don't even know if they'll take the case. They'll create some kind of political split the hairs decision. Something like, well, the federal government has authority to mandate this, of course, especially in an emergency. Uh, but they don't have the ability to create penalties. That's a congressional deal. And somehow they'll probably split hairs and manipulate politically on this thing. But so Alan Dershowitz, well-known professor at Harvard, etc., said courts will rule against Biden on vaccine penalties. That's Jack Phillips with the article Western Journal. Um, but he's saying, look, they'll side saying government has this authority, but, um, you know, the carrying out of it is the problematic part. We need Congress to kind of be involved in this or whatever else. And, you know, I don't know what the reality is there. But I bring all this up because this is the time where we, the American people, need to fight back. You know, people, 75%, according to the latest ABC, whatever big study, said they're not going to take the vaccines. They're not going to take the jab to keep their job. They'll leave their job first. I don't know how many of these, those people have the mojo to really carry through with it. But if we really had that kind of mutiny happen, 75% of the unvaccinated. So what do you got? 30% of the nation unvaccinated now? Uh, that's close to uh, you know 80 million, 100 million people or whatever. If even a 10% of those people jettison their jobs, it would be serious enough. So really the question is what kind of medal do the people have, Dr. Bradley? Well, I can't speak to the medal that the people have. Obviously, we're Americans now in the 21st century, and we've largely lost what the nation was founded on in terms of the heart and soul of the nation. But but there's so much to talk about about this thing. The first of all, the the uh, the general government does not have power to do what they're claiming the power to do. There is none whatsoever. The the president cannot declare it. The legislature cannot legislate on it, and the courts cannot enforce. They they have no authority whatsoever to do that. And and everybody looks at this supremacy clause, so called. You know, in the in the uh, sixth article of the United States Constitution. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all supreme at uh, general level anyway. But it has to cross state lines. We got to care about the welfare of the people. Of course, they can do it. They lie. Here's the deal: uh, the Constitution and the laws of the United States, which are made in pursuance thereof, 
are the supreme law of the land. Okay, so if you keep it within the bounds established within the Constitution, and we know, if you read the Ninth Amendment, even if they didn't mention a right that they're seeking to uphold and preserve through the Constitution, you still have that right. If you read the Tenth Amendment, it says the general government does not have the power to do anything unless the power was delegated to it. It simply is not there. And so, and, and clear back in 1798, uh, James Madison and Thomas Jefferson wrote some magnificent papers about nullification, the Virginia Resolutions and the Kentucky Resolutions. And therein, they talk about the fact that the limits and bounds that are on the, on the nation, the general government, are specifically enumerated. And uh, they, they talk about this concept of nullification. It was a soundly founded, well understood process in the founding era Wherein, and they, it's it's kind of interesting. If if a power is delegated to the national government or general government, and they begin to abuse that power, you can correct that. And by the way that uh, Jefferson and Madison spoke out was through the ballot box. If they begin to usurp and abuse a power that was not delegated to the general government, the proper constitutional solution is nullification. And the state legislatures have just got to step in and say over our dead bodies, not on my now, watch. Let me, let me tell you what we talked about on Saturday. Um, it was Sheriff Mack and myself. He even went to the Supreme Court and beat Bill Clinton over this very issue about what authority does the federal government have over states and local officials. Uh, and basically, based on dual sovereignty, there is no authority over them whatsoever. And so Sheriff Mack won at the Supreme Court. Well, anyway, the reason I'm bringing this up is Richard Mack said he went to court and won, and he's so grateful that he did. But he doesn't think the right remedy is to go to the courts at all. His point is, you know what? The states don't need to ask permission to say no. That's not happening in my state. And Joe has no authority over the states. And the states just need to nullify now, not go to some rogue thug judge uh, with an agenda to ask permission. Just nullify now. Anyway, we talked about that being the real remedy. Dr. Bradley? Well, th that is absolutely correct. And, and the fact of the matter is that um, uh, almost nobody will do that. Some years ago, I wrote a three-page generic nullification resolution, submitted it to the Utah legislature. Three pages, that's all it is. It's a fill-in-the-blanks thing. It's, it's so simple and easy. I, by the way, I didn't have to create any of the verbiage in it. I just used the words of uh, some icons like Jefferson and Madison. And, uh, and basically, uh, the legislature has no backbone. And here, here's what the deal is. They're going to get pushback by, oh, they'll take away our educational funding. They'll take away our transportation funding. They'll take away our, uh, our welfare state funding with Medicaid, Medicare kinds of things. And that's what Biden is going to leverage on this thing. Now, the fact of the matter is that, the, that uh, Biden picked a number. Anybody that has more than 100 employees. What the? Are you kidding me? Where, tell me where that authority comes from. Oh well, they're just using a bigger. Where, if you have a, if you have more employees, you lose some rights of independence. Are you kidding me? If you have less employees, you have more rights, or vice versa. This is completely illogical and completely violates all Americanist principles whatsoever. And and you know, it's because of ignorance, and it's because of. Well, I, I've told you before about our saying when we were kids, and I, again, I don't remember the origins of why we said it this way, but the idea was you accept the nickel, you accept the noose. You take their money, you allow them to put a leash on you. 
And that's exactly what we're doing in the country right now. And they're going to leverage everything. Well, oh, you won't get your educational funding for your K through 12 or your universities will be denied it. Transportation, you know, roads, whatever, your, your idea of medical. Come on, people. We've been co-opted in every level. The police are co-opted because they take grants from the feds. It's, it's something we've sold our souls for a mess of pottage, and we've got to say, nope, not going to happen. We will forego anything and everything we have to to do this. But the legislature has no backbone. That's so Ron Paul so said it this way. He wrote for Campaign for Liberty a response to the overreach by Biden. I would say the criminal activity by Joe. Biden's executive order forcing companies with 100 or more employees to require COVID vaccinations or weekly testing has no basis in science, the Constitution, or the principles of a free society. It also sets a dangerous precedent that can and will be used to justify future federal mandates on businesses and their employees. I couldn't have said it better myself, doctor. <laughs> well, he is a pretty bright guy, and he does have a pretty good grasp on this Americanist concept. But but here's the deal. Tell me where the tell me where the boundaries are. I mean, if they can do it here with 100 employees, why not 50? Why not 25? Why not 10? Why not one? Why could they not say an arbitrary unilateral number they picked out of the ether and say, oh, we've got power to do this or that or the other? There is no limits or bounds unless they are the limits and bounds specifically stated in the Constitution. And if, in fact, they can just scooch those numbers around wherever they want, we have no Constitution. They're constructing it to be nothing. You can say it means nothing at all. And so what we are doing is absolutely about, uh, abandoning our form of government if we listen on this and countless other examples. I mean, we could we could give example after example where already the overreach has been fully embraced by society. And, All right. And when we time. come back and when we come back, I'm going to kind of read the tea leaves a little bit. I know that it's conjecture to some degree, but what's going to happen on this? Has Biden bitten off more than he can chew? Is the pushback going to be enough or are we going to just have this shoved down our throats? What, what do you think? Where do you think the rubber is going to meet the road on this thing? Oftentimes, I think that the fix is in, but then the people push back and, and, and just do enough to stop it. What do you think is going to happen here? We'll talk about that. And then I want to switch topics on you. You're listening to Liberty Roundtable Live with Dr. Scott Bradley. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if some of my seals are gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Why don't we say to the government writ large, 
that they have to spend a little bit less. Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, Dr. Scott Bradley on your radio. So what do you think of the tea leaves? What do you think the future holds on this vaccine mandate? Joe Biden literally went for broke mandating this. A lot of governors saying they're going to push back, but they're all talking about courts as the remedy. I don't think that is the remedy. I think that lacks guts. I think that throws it on the uh, the uh, altar of the Supreme judges, if you will, if you ever even get there. You get split cases. You go to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court does some political move that if you're not very careful and they render against you, then it makes it 10 times harder to nullify uh, because then you look like it's just sour grapes, not like you're using a constitutional, appropriate, legal, legitimate remedy. So uh, the problem is that they're barking up the wrong trees for defense on this thing, in my personal opinion. They're wimping out on their responsibilities or they don't understand, not sure which. Nevertheless, what do you think is going to happen here, Dr. Bradley? Well, so so much to say about that. The uh, circular firing squad they use, the courts blame the legislature, the legislature bring the, blames the executive, the executive blames the, the courts. I mean, everybody points the finger, nobody takes the bull by the horns and, and follows it through. The reason most of them say go to courts is look, look what their uh, training for their ministry was. It was in law. So many that are in, in legislative positions or executive positions, they're, they're lawyers. They hold this great regard for the altar they worship at, the courts. So obviously they, they continue to feed that beast. And of course, if you read so what Jefferson wrote, for example, there is no supreme branch of the government. Everybody has a responsibility to hold their actions within the constitutional limits. So, so we've got to say, okay, we're going to check and balance with the powers delegated within our form of government the founders established. We've got to quit diluting those things looking at the tea leaves i think america before the tea leaves we've got to simply say biden you don't have any constitutional authority therefore we are not going to obey now they would suggest we're in civil disobedience if we don't obey i would submit to you that he's in violation of his oath we're not involved in civil disobedience we're merely saying you don't have authority to legislate anything it is not an emergency we've already had the COVID going on for two years almost 18 months whatever and uh, furthermore, um, if we believe the scientists, hey, COVID's not going away anytime soon. It's just going to morph, 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 you know, different strength like the flu, and it's never going away. Okay, if that's true, how is it an emergency? Even if it was an emergency, the president has short-term ability maybe to do something, uh, but that, that short-term decision-making doesn't last very long. At some point, it's got to go to the other branches of government, and the checks and balances have got to come to play. So the bottom line here is that 
the president's violating his oath of office, we're not engaged in any civil disobedience if we are unwilling to carry out his unauthorized mandate. Well, the president only has power to uh, take care of that the laws are faithfully executed. That is the constitutional authority, and the legislature has no authority to pass laws that do what they're attempting to do now. That is not delegated in the Constitution. So uh, I've been, I observe the things that are happening all over the world. You look at these uh, uh, pushback that's happening, the mass marches across Europe, for example, for the uh, mandates and so on. Uh, the people in Europe seem to be much more awakened and aroused than Americans are. Americans are sheeple, and uh, I am just ashamed of what happening, what's happening in this nation. There are a few rare exceptions, but I, I really truly believe that uh, that sooner or later they're going to they're going to cross the the bridge. They're going to be across the river, and sooner or later people are going to say, "Wait, wait, wait!" Now, whether it's late enough or soon enough to do anything before it gets too late, I don't know. But Americans have got to wake up, and, and we do have the power to starve this out. You look what happened in England. Uh, it's a temporary reprieve, I'm confident. But when the people pushed back about the uh, passport um, uh, f formula they were putting out there to go to the pubs or whatever they're going to do, they said, no, 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 we're, we're oh, okay, well, yeah, yeah, we hear you, we're not going to do it. It's a temporary reprieve. They're getting us further conditioned to be able to accept those things. You're absolutely right. This is not going to go away. Americans need to get the word sooner than later that we're going to say no. It will not happen. Not now. Not never. And and to do so is going to take some some hard things. People are going to have to say, "Here's what I tell people. Here's what I would do if it were my job." And they said, "You get vaccinated, or you're going to get fired." I'd say, "I'm not getting vaccinated." They'd go through their process, they'd fire me, and then I would sue them for wrongful discharge. And if 100 million people, 50 million people, 10 million people, however many millions of people did that, sooner or later, this facade would collapse. And, and if the, the governors way, and the sheriffs said, we're going to nullify now, we're not doing that in my county, 3,000 sheriffs, we're not doing that in my state, 50 different states, all saying, look, Richard Mack and Sheriff Mack's Supreme Court case decision from Anthony Scalia says there's dual sovereignties and there is no authority. Because what happens is that the local people, state-wise, um, county-wise, they get into a conflict between their oath of office and the Constitution when that happens. And so um, it's really important, but if, if we had the backbone of the individuals doing what you're saying, along with state leaders and county leaders doing what I'm saying, it would be shut down in two seconds flat. Biden would just look like an idiot. Well, he is an idiot. But the fact of the matter is we have people in high places. Most of them carry law degrees. Uh, most of them, I mean, they're, they're any place from legislative to executive or whatever, even ecclesiastical. And they say, oh, we have to obey, honor, and sustain the law. The law is not what Biden did. First of all, he cannot legislate. Second of all, the general government has no authority to create this law. It's a It's a monarchical edict it's as though the king of england said verily thus saith the lord and and the we don't have that kind of government kids and we rebelled against that 1776 they said no the king's the king's word is not law and that's exactly where we are right now the king's word is not law and in fact the parliament if you use the british uh, you know analogy doesn't have the authority to create law in this area 
There is none whatsoever. And and people need to realize that. And the only way they're they're having any authority is we capitulate. And th- there may be some grinchy things that happen. You're going to see people beaten in the streets. I mean, I really believe there'll be incarcerations. I believe, I mean, if we push back. But the fact of the matter is, we're here. We're now. We don't have any more oceans to cross. We don't have any more planes to come across, you know, where the pioneers left their you know, the old system back behind and they went out into the wilderness and and built their sod homes or whatever. There aren't any more of those things. Problem is if you farther go west you go, you come into more of a socialist state anyway, whether it's California, Oregon or Washington. We've got to draw a line right now. This has got to be it. I I do not believe that we can continue to duck and run on this thing. And they'll try to get everybody to bunker up, hunker down, you know, hide out and, and there's going to be some pain. We've let it come so far. I don't believe it can be done without pain now. And I think the pain, if we had, if we had fixed this 30 years ago, 20 years ago, five years ago even, it would have been a lot less painful. But right now, Americans are at a point, most of them don't realize it because they're watching their football game or whatever. Uh, you know, it's, oh, man, I can watch the recreation thing. How did that last team go? Whatever. They're pursuing their you know, religious education in the public education school that's training them to, to capitulate to the the divine God of government. I, we just continue along the path, and it isn't going to get any better until we finally say no more. And And there are ways to avoid this. Like I say, if you could, this little simple three-page general generic notification that any legislature could do and let's say Utah passed it, and they passed it on to Colorado and Wyoming and Montana and so on. They passed it. This kind of thing is, is happening now without a, a, it being noted as, as nullification. The marijuana laws, the ca- cannabis. Uh, you know, the states are saying, you know, we don't care what the uh, feds have done with this thing. We're saying you can use it recreationally or medically, whatever. It's, it's nullification. They're saying that law doesn't apply in our state. And and it, it's just astonishing to me that that nobody wants to be free. It seems like this idea of of same sex marriage or whatever th- this would fit in a general nullification of things. Of course, there's other ways to do that one too. Using Article Two, Section Two, Clause Two. I mean, excuse me, Article Three, Section Two, Clause Two, where the legislatures can preclude the courts from ruling on things. But th- there's tools. And nobody seems to be willing to do it. They want to run to the courts and take it through to the Supreme Court and then get ruled against. Now what are you going to do? Now what are you going to do? And and really nullification is an act of love to prevent open rebellion. If If the people have been closed down to the point they have no more options, then the violence occurs. And... Let's be very clear. We're not advocating for that violence in any way, ladies and gentlemen. We're just telling you what we see. Joe Biden literally abusing his authority. The problem is most folks are duped into believing he has that authority. That's where, unless we get educated and understand the proper role of limited constitutional government, we're in trouble. And I don't see any way. Uh, Let's come back. Talk about this war in seconds. Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio.
USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The Texas Facilities Commission announced Texas could award a contract to restart the border wall along a 700-mile stretch of the southern border as early as this week. Texas has more than $1 billion in funding available for construction. Pennsylvania-based Michael Baker International Incorporated and Hewitt Zollers of Dallas was selected as the top candidates for the contract. Four companies in total had expressed interest in the project. North Korea carried out successful tests of a new long-range cruise missile over the weekend. North Korea Media said on Monday, the missiles are a strategic weapon of great significance and flew over 930 miles before falling into North Korean waters during the tests Saturday and Sunday. Tropical Storm Nicholas is strengthening as it moves northeast in the Gulf of Mexico and up the Texas shoreline Monday morning. Nicholas is about 210 miles south of Port O'Connor and 40 miles southeast of the mouth of the Rio Grande River. USA Radio News. According to research, 82% of people remember radio ads. That means that 82% of you listening right now will remember that this is an ad for ZipRecruiter. If you're hiring, 82% of you will recall that ZipRecruiter makes hiring faster and easier. And 82% of you will note that you can try ZipRecruiter for free today. But you have to go to ZipRecruiter.com slash find. 82% of you will keep in mind that ZipRecruiter's technology finds qualified people for your job and actively invites them to apply. Scott, is that you? Who are you talking to? Uh, 82% of you will also know that I, um, live with my mom. But the most important thing to note is that ZipRecruiter works. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Will you be part of the 82% who remember where you can try ZipRecruiter for free? It's ZipRecruiter.com slash find. Again, that exclusive link is ZipRecruiter.com slash find. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash find. North Korea announced it tested a cruise ballistic missile. According to Pyongyang State newspaper Workers Daily on Monday, said the missile was launched over the weekend and it traveled more than 900 miles before impacting an unknown location in North Korea's portion of the ocean. The report said the missile spent a total of one and a half hours in the air. Gasoline prices are jumping higher again. John Clemens with the Texas USA Radio News Bureau explains. After falling two cents a gallon during the last reporting period, the national average is now back up to $3.25, an increase of two cents over the last week. Oil analyst Trilby Lundberg tells us about the spread from region to region. San Francisco Bay is the high at $4.48, and the low is Houston at two seventy-four. Between those extremes, we have Indianapolis at 312, Long Island 323, and Seattle at four dollars and one penny. From the USA Radio News Texas Bureau, I'm John Clemens. We are USA Radio News. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So I hate to keep putting in this vernacular, but I don't know that I have a choice. When they literally know there's health and healing solutions that are inexpensive and mass available to the people, time-tested medications, and they lie and tell you that it's not available, that there's no cure for the COVID. And any doctor who stands up and says, yes, there is, any individual who stands up and says, yes, there is, is ridiculed and mocked. At some point, life and death is in the balance for folks, and the government's promoting pro-death with their agenda. Then when you have an experimental vaccine, all right, Joe Biden says it's effective, but I don't understand how he can complain, how he claims it's effective. The fact is, we don't know how much antibodies. We don't know the threshold of antibodies uh, to the COVID you have to have in your body to be protected. We don't know that number. So we don't have a yardstick to measure. So if you take the vaccine, you might increase the antibodies in your body. 
but it doesn't mean that you know that you've reached the threshold to be protected. So if you don't know what the threshold is and you don't know what the number is, how can you say that it's effective? You can't. So their scientific lies are being exposed. The king's word is not law, as Dr. Scott Bradley wisely puts it. Uh, but I submit to you that they're literally at war with the people. They're trying to shut down our economy. They're trying to literally force you to take some experimental bioweapon. Uh, they're literally turning pseudoscience into a pseudo weapon against the people. Fauci has got caught lying over and over and over with zero accountability. Uh, I don't I don't know any other way to say it, but I think they're declaring war on the people. Not that we want a war, Dr. Bradley, but to them it's war. It, the, the evidence is too overwhelming to say otherwise. Well, we obviously um, are like sheep and we take whatever we're fed and uh, we bleat like sheep for security. I mean, uh, all of these things are so frustrating to me. And, and it's interesting that, um, you know, you point out that, you know, the, the claims of it's safe and effective and also there's no way to verify that. I mean, if you get it, you still have to social distance. You still have to wear a mask. You still get sick. You still get hospitalized. You still die. And there's the downside of the, the uh, side effects of the, of the jab itself. And if you've got to be, they've gone through this whole regimen of, of fear and, and doubt and praising and pleading with bringing forth a, uh, uh, some kind of vaccine and we get it and it's, it's a, a kind of a, an excited rush to it. And, and then they have to start incenting people with, with uh, you know, all sorts of, you know, either free beer or free sandwiches or something. And then they put raffles and everything on it and i mean it's they're they're incenting everything. everybody that wants it has got it i mean it's just the way it is it hasn't cost anybody anything to get other than taxpayer you know funded things and and yet still half the country doesn't want it and now they're resorting resorting to coercion and what's happening around the world is is mass rebellion and and as we've talked before i mean australia is now a penal colony again the way they're running things but but some people are starting to say, no, we're not going to allow this to happen. The United States still has a semblance of vestige of republic left, and we can correct this. if we So, tell. tea leaves, do we correct it? Do we call a halt to this con game, or do we get steamrolled? I think we're going to get steamrolled for a long time. I think Americans are too cowardly, too ignorant, too unwilling to stand up and say no. There will be some. There will be some that will say we're, we're, we're going to an alternative economy. We're going to only deal with those people that have, uh, have got, um, you know, have said, we're, no, we're not going to capitulate on this thing. I'll do business with those people before I'll do business with the other people. It's going to take some adjustment, I'm afraid. And, and the problem is you've got people that, you know, oh, oh, we're representing the people. Governors and uh, those people that, that turn power over to a health department. The health department goes to the businesses in your community and says it's a $10,000 a day fine for you to not require this of your employees or, or of those that visit your place. I, I really believe we're, we're being steamrolled towards a mark of the beast kind of thing. It's not hopeless, but people have got to realize they've got a personal responsibility in this. And unless until they do something about that, you know, I, I personally will not do business with businesses that have treated me that way in the past. 
And there are people, I, I know, like, for example, one young woman that's uh, uh, a nurse, and she's in another state, and uh, they have a mandate in their uh, uh, hospital, uh, I don't know, it's, it's some kind of a consortium, they're in the hospital things. Everyone will be, will be vaccinated. She uh, went social media, she says, I will not. She got a voice on the thing, and she got an exception. Other people are being browbeat into it. And, and it's time to speak up. And, and if, in fact, there's nobody to deliver babies in the hospital, there's nobody to sweep the floors, there's nobody. I mean, you pick what's happening. And pretty soon they'll say, wait, we, we're collapsing. Our, our business can't do this. And, and the big muscle uh, organizations that are seeking to bring this about. I look at the biggest uh, health care provider in the state of Utah. They are uh, a 600-pound gorilla just throwing their weight around. And uh, But if, if the people are unwilling to, to, you know, you'll have physicians that are making three, $400,000 a year. They've got to say, no, we're not going to do this. We are not going to do this. This is too important for ourselves and our posterity. But it, it can't Time will happen. tell what happens, ladies and gentlemen, but you have a responsibility. You have some influence. The king's word is not law, and you have the opportunity to do what you can do within the realm uh, that you have, ladies and gentlemen. All right, I want to switch gears, but the topic is the same. The topic is that they're at war with all of us. And I, and I know that's a bold statement. I hate to say it, but when you literally can't get something that can save your life because the government doesn't want you to get it, you got to go, what on earth is going on here? Well, now let's move to this capital riot that happened on july the 6th i mean on january the 6th they claim it was a riot it wasn't most people went there peacefully the cops literally waved them in uh most people just went there to take selfies and to say hey congressmen and senators please look into vote fraud we think it's a problem the government literally created provocateurs that turned it into really what they want to claim is we made the first move the patriots made the first move in an act of war all right, that's what they want you to believe on this thing. But here's some updates for you that I find interesting, and I want to get Dr. Bradley's comments on this. Capitol Police now are covering up 14,000 hours of video on what really happened relating to looking for evidence of what really happened on January the 6th and the vandalism and the trouble that occurred there. Congress has decided, believe it or not, that the Freedom of Information Act law is one that doesn't well they don't need to follow it so congress doesn't have to follow it so you can't force congress to give you any information because the law doesn't apply to them they just make laws and then exempt themselves right but judicial watch is asking a court for an order for discovery that's a legal process through which evidence can be brought to light in legal disputes this is important folks the issue is the evidence that the U.S. Capitol Police Agency has regarding the turmoil and violence that happened on January the 6th. Believe it or not, there's security video, an estimated 14,000 hours of it, that would reveal in live action exactly what happened that day. Judicial Watch wants to see it. Is the Capitol Police covering up what really happened on January 6th by not releasing the videos? They also want access to emails between the police executive team and its board. They also want emails or correspondence between the board and the FBI. 
the board in the Department of Justice, the FBI in the Department of Justice, and all video footage, excuse me, from what's inside the Capitol. They want all the footage that's inside the Capitol on that day. As the Pelosi House seeks the confidential phone and social media records of the American citizens, the U.S. Capitol is covering up 14,000 hours. They should be obligated to explain under oath. Now, the Capitol Police are claiming that it's not public records, and the public really isn't interested in it, so they shouldn't really publish it. But anyway, this is a big deal. Whether Judicial Watch will really get to the bottom of it, whether, whether we'll really hit pay dirt on this, I don't know, but it's a fair point. Why do we have 14,000 hours of video, but yet we're not going to release any of it to know what happened? What they're going to find is that, you know what? Thousands went to support Trump. Hundreds went inside the Capitol. But only a couple of provocateurs, many of them not even tied to Trump at all, were the bad actors. And even in groups like Oath Keepers or other places, there might have been government plants, provocateurs. That, okay, and, and you look at all this and you go, <laughs> 14,000 hours of information we're not going to get? I personally had people on the radio that had alternative videos that show some of the other side enough to prove it isn't as we're being told. But when we get back, Dr. Bradley, what about they have 14,000 hours they're not going to show us, but yet they use the act of a couple of Americans provocateurs to then paint the rest of us as starting a war it seems they want war quick pause liberty roundtable live you know where the solution can be found mr president in churches in wedding chapels in maternity wards across the country and around the world more babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. The Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. 
I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Bradley. So the government, mainly Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden and others, deep state government officials are literally saying, hey, you guys started a war on January 6th. It was an act of treason. It was a provocateur act by those who, um, you know, etc. an insurrection. They're claiming a war. But you know what? I documented enough on the radio to show that there's two sides to this. Cops literally were helping. Cops were literally bringing people in, making people feel like they were welcome and invited into the Capitol. Most folks were there peacefully. They blamed it all on Donald Trump. But now the Capitol Police covering up 14,000 hours of evidence regarding January 6th, and they're saying we're not going to get any of it. And now Judicial Watch having to sue to say we want access to not only those 14,000 hours, but all these emails and everything else. And then they're saying, no, we're not going to give you any of that. You don't need that. At some point you go, they're trying to start a war. They're claiming that we fired the first shot in the war. January 6th is the proof. I've documented enough on the radio to, to, to in my opinion, even before a court demonstrate to the contrary, that isn't true. Uh, but you've got 14,000 hours that would really set the record straight, but they're not willing to release it. But when they literally declare a treason, declare insurrection on the few provocateurs, and we don't know if the FBI set people up for this or what happened, at some point, they're literally trying to create a war. I don't see it any other way, Dr. Bradley. The parallels between this and what happened in February of 1933 are uncanny. Here we had had uh, Adolf Hitler just get elected. He was just installed four weeks before the Reichstadt fire happened. And uh, this uh, uh, January 6th thing happened just before Joe Biden was uh, unconstitutionally uh, foisted into office. But at any rate, uh, there are many that believe the Reichstadt fire was a false flag operation, just like we're suggesting uh, has happened in this uh, Capitol riot that they call sedition. Uh, there's basically the uh, the Nazi uh, regime used the Reichstadt fire. Reichstadt, for those that might not be thinking along these lines, you have to go look at at history sometimes because you're if you don't learn from that you have to repeat it and that's what we're doing right now this uh, fire of the parliament if you will the capital building of of germany um and and the uh, the nazis used it to implement their their full-blown uh you know unlimited power in germany and as i always say that always you know we can always look at that and say oh that turned out happily ever after and and what they did is they they built a frenzy of of uh, concern about this and how it was an attempt to overthrow the republic and all this kind of stuff and uh, and really there's a, a lot of evidence that it was a false flag operation put together by the Nazis in order to basically consolidate their power Hitler just having come into office and there was an awful lot of power that was handed over to him what we're finding in America is very similar that we're not able to get the uh, uh, the full story. And I think, as they have said, sunlight is a great disinfectant. We are able to expose to sunlight to bring to light the hidden things of darkness. And uh, and there's a concern where, where, where there's an effort to hide something, almost always there is some nefarious thing that's attempted to be basically you know, shielded from understanding. And uh, I, so I hope and pray that uh, there'll be a full disclosure. There should be. 
in America, the founding fathers created a, a justice system that if anything was biased in favor of the accused, that they would much rather let some guilty person go uh, than, than incarcerate or punish someone that was innocent. So they biased our legal system, at least in their origin. It's not that way. Yeah, anymore. it reminds me of the Savior's time calling for Barabbas to be released, right? Yeah, and so here's the deal. We, uh, we need to insist that this is exposed. If full disclosure is absolutely important, I think you'll find that it's a nothing burger. I think you'll find that uh, the, uh, the insidious things that supposedly happened were probably largely perpetrated by those that had been hired to do them by the people that, as you point out, are attempting to manipulate this in favor of, of uh, you know, bigger, stronger, more intrusive government. And that's exactly what came out of the Ragstadt fire back in, in 1933. And, and so they're attempting to make this again. Again, the parallels are uncanny. People that want to go look at this, we don't have time in a radio program to fully review this thing. But, uh, but you blame their, their opposition, you know, the communists and the Nazis. I mean, they were two gangs. They really were. They were that's what World War II really was, was gang warfare elevated to the level of, of uh, national governments. If you've got a couple of gangs on the streets that are throwing rocks at each other or using switchblades or something, it's it's pretty contained. But if gangs gain power to the point that they run governments, then you get the full force of government uh, oppression that's brought to, you know, you got tanks and, and battleships and airplanes and, you know, I mean, artillery, the whole nine yards. And that's what World War II was. Uh, there were different socialist factions throughout the world that wanted to be in charge, you know, whether it's the fascists or the communists or the democratic socialists or, yeah, you, you pick the parties, whether it's in England or the United States or, the, or Germany or, or Russia or Italy or France, you can pick that the poisons that were in, in, involved in trying to gain power of government led to a world war where the gangs were simply trying to have ascendancy over others. That's, that's what it was. And the people suffered because of that, because government had become so oppressive, it, it's the most onerous mortal power on earth. So anyway, that's And that's we need to dig into some on. of these congressmen and senators, uh, like Pelosi, who are now blaming it, saying, hey, this was an insurrection, to know if they were involved in the provocateur agenda here or not. But yet, you know what? Congress has decided the Freedom of Information Act is a, a law they don't have to follow. It doesn't apply to them. Something else that's interesting about Joe Biden's edict on vaccinations, members of Congress and their staffs are exempt from Biden vaccine mandate. That's the way to get Congress not to fight for you on this thing. Just exempt them. It's like Social Security. They don't have Social Security. They got their own special retirement program, 10 times more lucrative, 1,000 times more lucrative than, than whatever we have. Or, you know, This is what's going on. Christy Nome, governor of South Dakota, speaking out, saying, I had no idea that anyone alive could wreck this country as fast as Joe has. <laughs> you know, that's a pretty bold statement, but at the same time, it has no teeth. What we need are people that, that have a lot less rhetoric and a whole lot more understanding about the Constitution and the checks and balances that we need to bring back. Okay, we need Christy to not have a bunch of rhetoric against Joe. What we need to simply have her do is say, look, we're nullifying in our state. Joe has no effect here. And Richard Mack's Supreme Court case is the case precedent to prove it. 
We already beat Bill over this. We don't need to go beat Joe over it, too. Joe, listen, Bill lost, and you've already lost based on the reality here. And, and, and what we need to do is have people do a whole lot less suing and a whole lot more doing, doctor. It's time to act. I, I mean, I am just appalled. And, and I here's what re, one of the, there's a lot of things that bother me. I guess I'd be honest about that. But but we get lip service out of most, legisl, most legislatures. Uh, I, I told you about that little three page generic notification resolution I put together for them. It was completely ignored. Um, they, they don't want to take a stand. Uh, you could look at Utah legislature this uh, spring when, uh, well, in, in the sp- spring of 2020, and then this year with their standard res- their standard uh, legislative session, they didn't reel in the governor. They didn't take back the usurpation that had happened. They wrung their hands in impotent despair, and, and nobody wanted to to really take the hard issues on, and they. They gave little mamby-pamby kind of pat on the hands kind of thing. They didn't even slap any hands. But uh, in talking to legislators that, uh, you know, that I've had contact with, they, they say, well, but if I did that, my bills would never get passed. Okay, okay. Are they there to pass bills or are they there to, to defend and protect the Constitution of the United States and the state of whatever they're in? And uh, Well, the ones that have uh, spoke out and told problem. you, they've told you what they're there for. They're there to pass bills. That, that's right, and and they they have their their measurement tool is oh I got seven of my bills through this last year. Oh, there were seven bills about you know uh, legislating against the crickets because they took the Mormons' crops or whatever you know back in the eighteen forties. It's astounding to me how pointless it is, and they pass you know hundreds and hundreds of bills, like seven hundred bills in a session. And, and it's, it's time, like, ladies and gentlemen, to peacefully assert ourselves and demand that the checks and balances of the Constitution are followed. The checks and balances not only vertically but horizontally across our country. We need to have the legislative body, the Congress, say, Joe, you're out of line. You don't have any authority to do that. If we were to make a law, that would be up to us. Uh, and you don't have lawmaking authority. So Congress should work on impeaching Joe over this immediately. The states should simply nullify now and say, you know what? You're not doing that in my state. You have no authority. Now, if you want to mandate that for the, your 10-mile square, whatever, you can talk to the, you know, to D.C. and the Congress about that. But you know what? As for us in our state, you have no effect, no authority whatsoever. We need the people to quit jobs and say, you know what? We mean it. We're not going to let our employers dictate this. Because otherwise, pretty soon the employers will say, you know, because of uh, – Uh, Because of global warming, because of climate change, people are having too many babies. If you don't make yourself sterile, you you, you don't tie your tubes as a woman or, you know, get the snip as a man, whatever, uh, then, you know, you can't work here because you're going to produce too many babies. And you know what? Climate change, you're going to ruin the planet. We're going to you say that. Well, that's an extreme example, Sam. If they can put an experimental jab in your arm, nothing they can do to your body is extreme, ladies and gentlemen. What will the next steps be? What will the next mandates be? Um, you know, that's the problem that we face here is that do they have the authority? And they don't. And unless we assert ourselves now using the peaceful checks and balances of the supreme law of the land, um, you know what? They're going to try to force a war on us. They already tried to bait good people who went to the Capitol to say, let's peacefully have Congress look into this vote fraud thing. That's the next peaceful, rightful remedy. And then what they did is turned it around with a few provocateurs. And now everybody 
even on the same general page of thinking, anybody conservative, anybody who believes in Trump, anybody who has gone to rallies in the past that's conservative, somehow they're part of it, even though they never went, even though uh, you know we recommended don't go to the Capitol, it's going to go bad. Uh, they're literally using this to create a war scenario. And what they want to do is they want to say, you started it. Now what they want to do is have us get all crazy about vaccines and then say, see, you guys are warlike people. So you got to remain peaceful, ladies and gentlemen. You've got to keep your head and you've got to hold the moral high ground. And you've got to use the peaceful remedies that our founders gave us. They went to war to give us peaceful remedies. The checks and balances in the supreme law of the land, moral people keeping their oaths of office, that's where the peaceful remedies begin. And that's where we can use vertical and horizontal checks and balances. But we better do it now. Dr. Bradley, final words yours. Never, 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 never give up. Don't quit. Get fired if you have to, and then take appropriate action. But, but you know what? They can't find enough employees now to fill the jobs they've got. Why are they going to fire half their workforce when this mandate comes down? We got leverage. It's, Don't give up. It's on almost it. like they've got they've gone kamikaze, isn't it? It is. Ladies and gentlemen, pray hard and work hard. That's your responsibility and mine. For Dr. Scott Bradley, freedomsrisingsun.com, his incredible website, they've deplatformed him, so he's putting videos up back as fast as he can. But he does have the weekly webinars, Q&As on the Constitution, and a whole lot more. Check it out. Get involved. freedomsrisingsun.com. I'm Sam Bushman, libertyroundtable.com, lovingliberty.net. Donate today. We declare this nation shall endure. For Dr. Bradley and Sam Bushman, God save the republic.